Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Double and Ben Variety Show. How you doing? Good to see you. It's always a pleasure to have you here. You're always good company. You know, it's always nice talking to myself, pretending that you're all here. And, uh, you know, it's like we're sitting around a campfire, you know, telling you telling you some nice stories. You share some stories with me. You know, that's why you send me questions and all that shit. It's like being at a, at a Boy Scout uh, camp. Whatever the fuck you did when you were a kid, you know, hopefully your uh, head scout master wasn't too much of a creep, is that what they call him nowadays, you know, he wasn't acting like George Pell, anyway, that got uh, fucked up real quick, how you doing, good to see you, what's happening, give me the goss, what's been, uh, what's been going on in the world, what's been crackerlacking, what's, uh, what, what, what crazy shit happened this week, oh yeah, this is, um, this is actually something I was, uh, really came to talk about, but it was such an evolve, it was such a, like, you know, evolving news story, where I just couldn't really, I missed out, I missed out, it was an evolving news story, anyway, I'm just gonna read out, essentially, this, uh, this, this shit between PR Guy and Avi Yemeni, now, if you don't know who Avi Yemeni is, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's, that, that sucks, because, you know, he's a really great guy, he's a really excellent, humble, loving, caring, sweet man, you know, pro-IDF, uh, you know, doesn't believe in the vaccines, uh, he threw a chopping board at his wife's head, uh, he grifts money off of his followers, he uses tragic events to, um, get donations instead of actually donating the money to, uh, the, uh, tragedy itself, so, He's a great guy, he's a great guy, uh, you know, he's awesome, he's, uh, you know, just a really, really, you know, uh, he's a guy who really contributes to society, you know, he definitely doesn't lie, he definitely doesn't um, use uh, uh, donations from his followers to, um, you know, sue people who don't deserve it, like PR Guy 17 so essentially, you know, He's just really great. I love Avi Yemeni. He's a really great guy. You know, he it's not like he's a grifting piece of shit. Um, you know, and you know, look, he he does contribute to society. He contributed to Israel when he was a sniper in the IDF uh killing innocent Palestinians. That's a joke. I'm kidding. But um, you know, he's just an excellent guy. So let's get to this whole debacle between him and this Twitter user that made Avi upset, you know, because when you're a pro-labor Twitter account who is essentially, you know, decoding all the bullshit and smears from the media, you know, that puts a target on your back because you have a certain point of view that doesn't correlate with, with what the mainstream media sells you, you know? So, um, let's get to this new story. I, I would rather give you the, uh, rather read it out. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Twitter ordered to hand over PR Guy 17's personal information as part of defamation suit. Avi Yemeni, who has bought the defamation suit, has said he wants to unmask the person behind the pro-labor account. So this pro-labor account is a guy named PR, 17, PR Guy 17, in case you don't really know who it is or whatever, like you're not on Twitter, which means you have a life and you're really happy and you probably were raised in a really good family, so... If you were, if you're one of those people, then good on ya. You know, you, you you're killing it in the game of life. But for everyone else, uh, no, we're stuck on Twitter. You know, uh, projecting our own misery onto people who we don't know. So, um, essentially, uh, I'll read it out. All right, I'll read this out. 
but Twitter has been ordered to hand over the personal information of a widely followed and anonymous keyword anonymous pro-labor account as part of a defamation lawsuit bought on by far-right figure Avi Yemeni. The anonymous, the anonymous, the anonymous PR guy 17 Twitter was set up in March 2020, around the time the pandemic hit Australia, with a user picture of the Simpsons character Troy McClure. The account would often post strongly, sorry, would often post content strongly supporting the Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews and attempted to get pro-labor messages trending on the site. Well, 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 well. I am so happy we know his true intentions. You know, we can't have that. Having your own opinion, uh, you know, not uh, agreeing with what the mainstream media tells you. No, we can't have that. It's time to ruin your fucking life with a court case because you say things that we don't agree with. Um, you know, never mind in this article, you know, we're not going to point out the fucked up shit that Avi Yemeni has done. He's uh, he's just a man who wants to seek the truth and he's going to use uh, his uh, audience's money to uh, go to court and take down this uh, anonymous user, you know, so essentially PR guy's a horrible piece of shit because he has his own opinion, that's that's essentially what it is, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that this is what we have, and uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's use uh, public resources to um, unmask a uh, Twitter account, yeah, that's what we need to uh, use the courts for, uh, we need to uh, take down a man who is spreading pro-labor uh, news. Yeah. Can't have that. Can't have that. <clears throat> it's horrible. It's a heinous crime. It's disgraceful. I mean, look. Yes, RV Yemeni assaulted his wife. Yes, he killed a couple of Palestinians. Yes, he used the floods to make himself money. Yes, no one's perfect. It's not a perfect world. Get the fuck over it. Um, the account has built up a strong following on the website, amassing more than 77,000 followers. Yemeni who said on his Rebel News website, uh, definitely not full of shit, that website, he has been blocked by the account, launched proceedings in the federal court in March against the account and tweets that he alleges were defamatory. I swear to God, you know, jokes aside, it's kind of amazing how, like, the defamation laws in this country, how, like, people with money just take advantage of them, you know? Like Clive Palmer, John Barillaro, uh, now potentially Tim Smith, which we'll get into, and Avi Yemeni. Like, the fact that, like, we have such weak free speech laws within our uh, court system, just, like, everyone always says, yeah, it's we're the defamation capital of the world, it's terrible. It's like, yeah, because we have had no policies to improve upon our free speech laws. That is why everyone is getting sued up the fucking ass. It's honestly, it's honestly so embarrassing. And this entire situation itself is so embarrassing. Like, I'll get it. Hang on. I'm just going to keep reading so I can, you know, go on to my next point. So, carrying on. Yemeni has repeatedly said he wants the identity of the person behind the account to be revealed. Guardian Australia has sought the court documents outlining the case. In orders by consent on Tuesday, Justice Debbie Mortimer, Mortimer, what a fucking last name that is, ordered Twitter to hand over the basic subscriber information, including the name of the account and email address at the date of registration within 14 days. Great. Thank you, Justice Debbie. I am so happy. So glad, so thrilled, so 
filled with content that you are, you know, using your power to do the right thing, you know, by ruining this guy's life because, you know, he had an opinion that RV Yemeni didn't agree with. So let's reveal his identity. Yes, it might ruin his life. Yes, it might ruin his career. Yes, people, everyone in Australia who's gonna is gonna know who he is. He's gonna have no privacy. Everyone who hates him is gonna know who he is now. So that is just that's fantastic. So thank you, Justice Debbie Mortimer. You are definitely not a horrendous piece of shit. Um, the orders also asked for the IP addresses associated with the account at the time of registration, as well as between the end of December last year and 11th of February 2022, and between 21st of March and 20 May, 20th of May this year. Jesus, so many fucking dates. Ugh. Um, okay, where's the part where... Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> Yemeni is also seeking donations via his website for a legal fund. Wow. I'm sure he's never done that 50,000 times. Uh, while a recent crowdfunding campaign to buy a beer for PR guy says it will cover obtaining legal advice and security, living and general expenses. It has raised over $18,000 so far. How much money did RV Yemeni raise again? Let's look at that. Where is it? How much money? How much money? Someone had an, someone had a, where it is, where is it, where is it, where is it? Hang on, let me find this. Do you want to organize this before you start the podcast, Ben? Nah, 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 let's not do that. Let's not make your life easier. No, why, why, why the fuck would you want to do that? Why would you want to have yourself organized and, uh, you know, be ready to go so you don't have to waste people's time who, is, who are listening, you know? No, you don't want to do that. All right, I'm back. I found it. I found it. I found it. I finally fucking found it. Uh, he made, he's made nearly $20,000 for his legal fund. $20,000 to take out an anonymous Twitter user who he doesn't like and got blocked by on Twitter. I have to say... And I got to be real here and I got to be honest, all right? There's no other way to say this, but if you are someone out there who is listening to this, who decided to donate to RV Yemeni's legal fund, then I would probably suggest that you should use some of your other money to go on Amazon you know, and you should buy, I think they're having like a deal at the moment. I'm pretty sure they're doing like a uh, buy three of these items and you get it for this price. So those three items are a stool a noose, and a hook. So you should buy those three items and fucking hang yourself because clearly you are an absolute mouth-breathing moron. And um, yeah, you're an oxygen thief because you're a fucking moron who thought this was a good idea. Like, the, the, it's really funny about people, like just politics in general has is really, it's, it's funny how everyone now, you know, touts this big idea about how principled they are and how they have all these like real deep philosophical beliefs and they're always going on about how much they believe in I don't know like free speech you know how much they're against cancel culture and all these other all this other horseshit right they're always about like I believe in free speech and everyone's right to express themselves but you know as soon as someone from another group or another tribe says something that they don't like, they lose their fucking mind. They go nuts. Like, 
they, as soon as there is an opportunity, any chance, any slight opportunity to take someone out who they don't like and they've got to go against their guiding principles such as free speech, then they'll do it. If they if they had the chance to take out their enemy by silencing silencing their right to speak, they will do it. Avi Yemeni is a prime example of that. You see this guy time after time constantly harping on about how much he believes in free speech and how bad cancel culture is, but this entire situation just represents what a fucking fraud he is. He's an absolute fraud. He is the biggest grifting dipshit in Australia. Like, $20,000? Whatever happened to, oh, cancel culture's horrible, you know, freedom of speech, we really need to stand up for it, yet you have this guy who is taking advantage of Australia's weak free speech laws. Honest to God, I, it is shocking to me and to anyone with a brain that, you know, this entire legal fund was able to get $20,000, 20 grand, because someone on Twitter who, who wanted to remain anonymous, like, this is the thing about social media, right? You can hate it all you want, you can say, oh, it's this, oh, you know, uh, it's caused mental health issues, and it's, you know, there's there's like a there's like a list, the list goes on as to why social media is horrible, I'm not saying any of those reasons aren't valid, but think of another time in history when people had this platform, like the platform to literally say, like have their say, a platform to have their say, say whatever they want, you know, it's not like there aren't consequences, you know, to what you say without, let me say that again, it's been a fucking long day, okay? It's been a long day. I'm tired. My my, I'm, I've just, I've, I'm really stressed out. I just, I don't know what I'm going through right now, but um, I just need someone to listen to me. Um, you know, you guys listen to this. Who's gonna listen to me? Anyway, I don't know what the, Ben. What the fuck are you saying? Anyway, like I was going on about, I was rambling on about. I've trained twice today, so I'm exhausted. I am exhausted. I'm always really tired. All right? Hostile, grind, Sigma male mindset. Um, anyway, before my ADHD kicked in, let's get back to what I was saying. So, um, <laughs> uh, essentially, you have this guy who is just taking any financial opportunity he can to take out his enemies. And people want to hate big tech. They want to hate social media. I'm not saying those reasons aren't valid. But at the end of the day, when has there ever been another time in history where people have had this platform to say what they want? And people are allowed to remain anonymous. Some people, yeah, sorry, some people want to remain anonymous because they know if they come out with who they are, then there's a chance that they won't be able to have a job. They're not going to be able to feed their family. They're going to, you know, gain a ton of attention and their life will be fucking ruined. And then when people go anonymous, go, you know, decide to, you know, be anonymous on social media, what does it get labeled as? Oh, it's trolling. Oh, it's trolling. That's what it is. It's trolling and trolling's bad. Everyone thinks, you know, they call it trolling because they're anonymous. It's like, Explain to me how anything PR guy was doing was anonymous, was um trolling. Explain that to me. 
Explain to me how what he was doing was trolling. He wasn't trolling. He just had a different political opinion than the mainstream media. And Avi Yemeni, who is clearly a pro-liberal voter, it is so fucking obvious. You don't... You, you, this idea of like, no, I'm third party, bro. I'm, uh, I believe in United Australia Party. I believe that politicians are bad. But, you know, he's doing deals with Victorian liberals anyway. Like, it, it's it's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Like, it's so fucking obvious that he's pro-liberal and he hates Labor. You know. But... This, like, this idea of, like, oh, it's trolling. Like, trolling is associated with bullying because everyone, when, you know, they started up a Facebook, Facebook account, realized, oh, okay... I don't like that bitch at school. I can say how ugly she looks in those heels and how fat she looks in those in that dress. But guess what? She doesn't have to know it's me. You know what, Jacinda? You look really fat in that skirt. That dress makes you like really brings out your muffin top. You don't look good in those heels. Ew. Oh my god, you look like a pig. So, you know, because cyberbullying became a thing, which I'm never going to understand. Cyberbullying is like, is it, is cyberbullying really a fucking thing? Isn't cyberbullying just the internet itself? Have you ever been on Twitter? That entire website is cyberbullying. Everyone is just paying each other out. I don't understand cyberbullying. I, it's, yes. People say fucked up shit on the internet. It's just like, wh what are you going to do? You can't really do anything. You can't. Um, which PR guy was not doing. He just had a fucking different opinion to the media and RV Yemeni didn't like that. And, you know, he's pro-labor. So RV Yemeni decided to be, you know, just stick to his grifting roots and siphon all the money he called out of his audience being like, you don't understand, guys. We are going to unmask this man who is a pro Dan Andrews uh, informant. He is working for Dan Andrews. And uh, it turned out to be bullshit. Because PR guy unmasked himself, and he was like, all right, well, I'm going to beat RVM, and he to it, and he unmasked himself, and he's just a regular-ass dude who isn't associated with Dan Andrews or anyone in his cabinet. He doesn't even have media experience. He doesn't even... He's just a regular-ass dude. And that's the that's the thing. It, it, it just goes to show that, like, these people, these trolls, like, you know, oh, my God, they're just regular-ass people who share, like, a different opinion than you, and it just shows that, like, we're in, a, we're in a day and age now, like, where everyone has become so comfortable with the idea of just absolutely destroying anyone's livelihood who they don't agree with, you know, they will destroy their livelihood, and, you know, this is, like, I will say this shit is cancel culture, because now, obviously, this guy's had to unmask himself, because RVM, and he somehow has been able to get so much financial backing behind him, that now it's, um, now he's in a position, he's in a position where he can, you know, ruin this guy's life, and he was just a regular-ass dude behind a computer just saying, hey, all this shit from the media that they're saying about Dan Andrews, like, what the Murdoch media are saying, yeah, it's not true, and he tells you why it's not true, and he gives you the facts and the evidence, and someone like RVM, and he sees that and goes, okay, I'm going to ruin this fucking guy's life. It's pathetic. It is huge, it, it is honestly, I don't, it's, it's, I think it's really easy to say like, RVM, and he's a bitch, because he, he is a bitch, obviously, but at the end of the day, it's just business for Avi. It's business for him. 
it, business in the sense of like, now there's a guy who I can paint as like, oh, he's a Dan Andrews staffer. Oh, he's working for Dan Andrews, you know, and look what Dan Andrews has done to you. Look what he did. He put you in a lockdown. Oh, he enforced vaccine mandates. So now he's paying people to spread uh, all this uh, information on Twitter. So give me money and I'll take this guy down. You know, let's, 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 uh, let's take on this crusade. And then the guy unmasks himself and he's like, no, I'm just a regular ass dude who likes Dan Andrews. That's all it was. That's all it was. And the guy it just shows how much, like how this entire situation was just a business opportunity for RB Yemeni to make tons of money and take advantage of a legal system that has terrible free speech laws. Like... It just it's it's just pure business for him. That's all it is. That is all the fuck it is. It's it's absolutely. It's honestly just uh, the fact that like, I don't know. Like it, it RVM is just one of those people where you just have to say things that a certain group wants to hear. It doesn't matter whether or not if it's true or it's valid or it's, you know, factually accurate. Doesn't matter. Doesn't mean shit. If you just say government's bad, uh, freedom is uh, being taken away from you, what are you going to do about it? And everyone just goes, yeah! Just loses their fucking minds. Then... You got yourself a good business. Look at Dave Rubin. The guy, you know, Dave Rubin went from like this, like, I like Bernie Sanders. He's great. He's uh, fantastic. And, you know, I believe in Democrats. And then a year or two later goes to like, you know, the Republicans really show a promising future. I'm going to back Larry Elder. Like he, it's just the end of the day. It's like, you just take advantage of people's emotional outrage and it's a great way for you to make money. And if you're in Australia and they we have terrible defamation laws, then you take advantage of that and you make a shit ton of money. And sure, Avi might yeah, Avi made a shitload of money, but he got proven wrong the entire time. He just looks like a fucking idiot. It honestly is really funny how this like wet where this has gone, this entire situation, so, you know, and all PR guy was doing was that he was just looking at what the media was saying about Dan Andrews, and he was just picking it apart, being like, that's inaccurate, that's inaccurate, that's inaccurate, like, that, you know, when they were saying to Dan Andrews, being like, oh, look at aged care in Victoria, uh, you know, it's, it's horrible, like, you know, the elderly are dying, this, you know, it's it's not properly funded. Uh, you have staffing issues. You know, when are you going to resign? Yet, little did the media report that actually aged care is a federal responsibility. And clearly, when Scott Morrison was in power, he did fuck all about aged care. In fact, it's not even just Scott Morrison. It's years and years and years of this snowball effect of making cuts to the public sector, such as aged care. Right? But no, apparently it's Dan Andrews' fault for some reason, even though it's on a state level. And then when they asked Scott Morrison, you know, any reporter that said to him, hey, 
what are you going to do about aged care? He's like, well, you know, uh, there's not much, we, you know, you, you, no, you can't make everything free, you know. You can't you can't do everything for free. Um, and then whenever there were problems within the state, such as Victoria, he'd be like, well, you know, that's up to the states. So I can't do anything about that. You know, it's like, fuckhead, aged care is a federal policy. Uh, it's a federal policy. What the fuck are you talking about? Your entire government for eight years has made funding cuts to, like, aged care hospitals, being like, oh, my God, look at Victorian hospitals. Like, the, the, the nurses are going to, you know, the, look what's happening to them. The nurses are overworked. Uh, beds are filling up. What are they going to do? And Dan Andrews is like, okay, I'm going to work towards properly funding it better, like his entire administration has tried to for the entire time they have been in power. But yet again, there is only so much he can do. Because healthcare, Medicare in this country, again, for the past eight years when the coalition was in government, funding cuts, like staff cuts, like it's it's clear as day that a lot of the stuff during COVID was a federal policy, but Dan Andrews did the most of what he could with what he had, and then they'd ask him, when are you going to resign? And PR guy would look at that being like, no, actually, it's a federal responsibility if you look in the constitution, blah, 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 he would decode it. That's what he only did. And then Avi Yemeni looked at that being like, oh, can't have that. No, I need to sue him. Anyway, uh, can you give me $20,000 so I could take out this guy who's actually uh, telling the truth? And what what, what was Avi Yemeni's stance on fucking Dan Andrews? Obviously, it was like, oh, you know, mate, you know, bro. And he, does, he doesn't talk like that. He talks like this. He's like, mate, let me tell you, Dan Andrews is a dictator. He believes in vaccines. He enforced another lockdown. He is bad. PR guy looks at that thinking, ah, no, this is why he's enforcing it. And then Avi would look at that being like, okay, time to sue you, bro. It's a joke. It is a joke at the end of the day, this entire situation. But you know what? Avi Yemeni looks like an idiot. He looks like a moron. And uh, you know what? I hope PR guy now, given the following that he has and the backing that he has, I hope he, you know, really, I just hope he embraces his position because, you know, he is great and he's done excellent work. And, you know, it's hilarious that the media covering this entire story um, between PR guy and Avi Yemeni, you know, with PR guy, they're like, he's pro-labor, he's anonymous. He must be a troll. Like, it's all PR guy bad, PR guy bad. Like, the media coverage is just showing how terrible PR guy is. But Avi Yemeni being pro-IDF, against the UN, uh, you know, assaulting his wife, all that shit, you know, saying that, you know, the cops should have shot BLM protesters, but, you know, cops who are trying to, like, calm down the fucking... Uh, anti-vax protests. Nah, the cops are bad there, but if they shoot BLM protests, yeah, protesters, yeah, they're great. RVM and his words, not mine. Um, you know, the media doesn't say anything about RVM and what he's done, but no, PR guy being pro-labor, nah, can't have that. So, you know, the media coverage will just focus on PR guy, but RVM and yeah, you know, he's fine, whatever. We're not going to mention all the fucked up shit that he's done. It's ridiculous, because it, and it just shows that journalists in this country are so narcissistic and egotistical that 
This, it's like they're offended that you have an anonymous guy on Twitter with a massive following actually doing their job properly. And they just look at it thinking, well, we're just going to smear this guy to no end. And RVM and he's fine, whatever. Who, you know, yeah, he may have headshot, you know, you know, blew off a few Palestinians' heads, but, you know, whatever. No one's perfect. But with, uh, with PR guy, no. Being pro labor, you know, you're dreaming. So it's just. It's really silly. It's really... It just shows that journalists in this country are so... Like, they're backed by the most powerful media magnates, right? Kerry Stokes, Rupert Murdoch, uh, Peter Costello. You know, in case you don't know who Peter Costello is, he was John Howard's treasurer, ex-liberal in Howard's cabinet. Yep, I'm sure he doesn't have a bias at all where, you know, when he owns uh, Sydney Morning Herald and uh, Channel 9 News. Yep, definitely sure he does not have a bias at all. So, it just goes to show that these journalists... Well, you know, that's 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 real. That's that's giving them too much credit calling them journalists. They're just a bunch of fucking suck-ups, you know, who like money and reporting bullshit. You know, they're backed by these, you know, multi-millionaire, even billionaire media magnates. And then you have an anonymous guy on Twitter with no backing at all who's just speaking his opinion and actually, like, telling you how it is, truthfully. And then journalists, journalists look at that thinking... Oh, okay, we're going to cover this as, you know, big tech is bad, uh, trolling is bad, and we need to do something about anonymous users. And it's like, dude, PR guy is not the same as a random, you know, YouTube comment saying, this video sucks. This is shit. You should kill yourself. Wow, you look really ugly, you dumb bitch. Like, it's not, he's not doing the same as that. And it's like, we really need a crackdown on trolling because trolling's bad. It's like, how is being pro labor trolling? But again, it's labels, and labels are, you know, they sell like fucking hotcakes nowadays. That's why, you know, these labels of like, you know, trolling, racism, sexism, homophobia. Oh my God, so bad. Um, as soon as you get labeled with any of that, it's over. Because who wants to be associated with the racist? Who wants to be associated with the homophobe? Who wants to be associated with the troll? No one. No one wants to be. Nobody wants to be associated with anyone labeled as a racist or a sexist or whatever, or a troll. No one wants to be associated with that. You know, there's no, but that, that, that's the problem though. There's no nuance to the argument. There's no balance in viewpoints. It's just, I'm going to label you as this, and this is what you are. And it's, it's, it's extremely shallow when it comes to, you know, politics. When you're, you know, really trying to actually defend yourself or you're trying to point out the flaw in someone's argument or some, something that someone does all you're doing is that you just, it's like you're getting a sticker and you just post it, like just putting it on someone's head, being like, ah, uh, today you're the racist, today you're the sexist. And it's like, well, actually, no, this is, this is the, this is what I'm actually trying to say within my viewpoints. Nah, that's what you are. And the person who keeps labeling other people or an organization or whatever, it's, there's no 
depth to anything that they're saying. It's just, let's label this person as this. And easy done. Easy done. That's all it is. That's all the fuck it is. And like, there's no reasons as to why you think they're a troll or why you think they're a racist. It's like, you know, usually half the time with the shit they're trying to pin the other person with, it's like, you know, saying you're a racist or you're a troll. You know, it's just like, it's because you said this and it's like 95% of the time it is taken out of context or the other 5%, it's just completely misunderstood because you have spent so much time in an echo chamber thinking, no, people have to think my way. And if they don't, then they must be this way. It's like you have no balance. You have no nuance to your worldview. It's like, it's such tunnel vision. It's such tunnel vision. And there's no real like, okay, what if it was, what if it were this way? Or what if it were that way? Okay, you think this way? It's it, there's no like, there's just no curiosity. It's just like you are this or you are this. Pick a side. I'm gonna label you as this, and that's that. So if you label PR guy as a troll, what are pe- how are people gonna look at that? They're gonna think like, oh, he's a bully. Oh, he harasses people. Oh, he um, he's rude to people online. He bullies people on social media. But if you actually look into it with depth he's not any of that whatsoever and then rvm and he's obviously gonna say yeah but bro he blocked me yeah he blocked me on social media and it's like yeah because you're annoying as fuck yeah but what about free speech yeah that's a great question rv what about free speech you know you use your you know audience's funds to take out a guy that you simply don't agree with. And you say, he is a Dan Andrew stuffer. And then he asks, unmasks himself. And it's he's just a normal fucking dude. It's, it's like, yeah, but he blocked me, bro. It's like, because you say dumb shit and you're annoying. He just, does, he just doesn't want to hear from you. It's not like he's going to, you know, use his audience's money to take you to court like you did. It's fucking ridiculous, man. I'm telling you, it's the stupidest shit. But, you know, on the you know what? Like I said before, it's a great business opportunity for Arby because he keeps this narrative going, being like, see what Dan Andrews is doing? Do you see what he's up to now? Oh, he's uh, got some anonymous guy on Twitter trying to uh, spread propaganda. And then, you know, it becomes this huge media story the media leaves Arvi being like, oh no, someone was trolling you. Oh no, let's just, you know, paint PR guy to be a piece of shit. Poor little Arvi. Mm. And then Arvi Yemeni goes on Sky News and talks to Peter Credlin of all people, you know. It's like, Peter, sweetie. I know you missed the times where you were blowing Tony Abbott under the table at Mateo's, but there comes a point where you got to stop acting like a piece of shit, all right? Tony was married. That was piece of shit behavior when you were, you know, fucking him. And now you're doing this shit, trying to ruin someone's life because they're spreading an opinion that you personally don't like. And you're working with Avi Yemeni. I mean, come on, man. 
come on, come on, Peter or Rita. Why, why do all these Sky News hosts, like, have the same name? Like, Peter, Rita. It's like, do you make these people in a fucking factory? It's insane. And, you know, Sky News is like, you are so brave, Arby. You're so brave. You're just so brave for standing up for what's right. You're so strong. Just lead the crusade, Arby. Ruin this man's life. PR guy, I think, will be fine, though. I think he'll be okay. You know, he's he's got the following. He, he, he can go full-time with it. He'll be sweet. It's just... Essentially, the point that I'm trying to make is, is that, like, Avi is not someone who actually has convictions. He just sees business opportunities, really. He just sees business opportunities. He looks at political events, and he thinks, that's a great way to make money. And he did with this one. You know, even though he looks like a fucking idiot, who cares? He's $20,000 richer, baby. So, uh, yeah. I really want to talk about this. It's, Jesus, I've nearly gone for 40 minutes? Holy shit. Jesus Christ. All right, well, let's move on. Let's talk about something more uh, fun. Let's get fun. Let's go to the fun section. Let's just have some fun. Fun, guys. Yay. All right. I want to go to the questions. If you got any questions, you you know the email. I say it every episode. I'm not even going to say it this time because you should know it by this point. But in case you're new here, then I left the email down below in the description. Oh, my God. You know, this this podcast is really chill today. It's really relaxed. It's uh, not as ADHD-like. Dare I say. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a lot more calmer and a lot more relaxed. I'm not really losing my shit as per usual because I've had a long day and it's just been really hard. So I'm keen to get a nice glass of wine, put on a face mask and just have a beautiful bath. Have a nice cheese board too. Talk about all my problems in life with the girls. Maybe they'll say I'm strong. Anyway... Ladies, if you're out there actually doing any of that shit, send your questions to me, alright? Don't have all these yes men around you being like, you're so strong, sweetie. You're so brave. You'll be fine. He might be banging his secretary, but you'll be fine. We've all, we're all here for you. I'll tell you what to do. Just dump him. Anyway. Oh. Okay. Let's move on. Plowing on. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay. Super horny. But the idea of a long-term relationship stresses me out, question mark. Oh, this will be good. This will be a good one. It's short and sweet. I like it. Okay. Um, you know, sometimes I don't get questioned. You know, like there are, I'll be, I'll be clear with you guys. There are weeks. There is a week. And here, there's a week here and there where, you know, a question doesn't come through. So I have to go onto fucking Reddit and find these questions. All right? This is one of those weeks. So send me a fucking question. All right? I'm not going to ask again. Send me a question or I'm coming to your house to kill your whole family. Anyway, all right. I'm super horny and sexually deprived. But every time, he writes in capitals, I find someone they want a long-term relationship. But I don't want to play with their emotions, so I usually shut it down or act stupid. Even when I'm honest about my tensions, no one listens to me. No, no one listens to me. 
I try to tell them what I'm going through. I try to get everyone to understand me. No one knows what it's like to be the bad man. To be the sad man. Behind pale blue eyes. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm laughing at you, misery. What a piece of shit I am. You know, you can't call me a piece of shit when I already know I am one, alright? If you know you're a scumbag, you can't be called a scumbag. Anyway, uh, still, uh, I'm going to read that again because I, I cut in too early. All right. Even when I'm honest about my intention, no one listens to me and still tries to force a relationship on me. What? What, have they got a gun to your head? Listen, Greg, we're going to be nice. We're going to be happy and we're going to be fulfilled and you're going to put a ring on my finger. I'm going to blow your fucking brains out and then I'm going to kill your whole family and then I'm going to kill your dog and I'm going to burn your house down. Do you want that? Ask me to fucking marry you. Is that what's happening? What, is that happening to you? I'm calling bullshit. Anyway, I'll get into that in a sec. I may be horny, but I still don't want to hurt anyone in the process and the idea of a long-term relationship gives me great anxiety. I feel stuck. What's the game plan here? Well, 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 well. Aren't you in a bit of a position? You're horny as fuck. You got an OnlyFans subscription. Fapping off 14 times a day just ain't doing it for you anymore. You want to hold a woman and you want to make sweet, sweet love. Well, well, well. What a bit of a pickle you're in. Okay. All right. Let's cut the shit. Let's Let's go through this. All right. I'm super horny and sexually deprived, but every time I find someone, they want a long-term relationship. Well, how old are you? That's my question. Are you in your, I don't know how old you are. You know, are you in your twenties, in your thirties? You know, let's say you're in your twenties, right? Just, just be honest with what you want. In fact, you, you sound like you know what you want. You just want to have casual, fun sex and, you know, nothing. you don't want it to go anywhere serious. That's fine. And, you know, you just got to be honest. And, you know, you'd actually be surprised what honesty can do. If you actually just, you meet a girl and then you go on the date and they say, so what are you after? And then you say, you know what? I'm not really in a position right now to be getting into anything serious, but you know, I like meeting people who I'm attracted to and I find really cool and I like casually hanging out with them. And yeah, you, you I know that sounds like that's going to earn you like a slap in the face or they're going to walk away. Uh, but you'd actually be surprised what honesty can do for a person. You know, they, they'll, and you know, not every chick's going to, you know, want the same thing as you and that's fine. That's great. You're not wasting their time and you're not wasting yours. So it's not, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, dude, you just got to tell them, listen, I'm not really looking for anything serious right now, but I'm really attracted to you and I really like talking to you. And, you know, I, yeah, I just would really love to hang out with you in a, in a casual sense, you know? That's all you got to do. Um, you know, it's easy. Just go to a, just go to a bar, dude. Go, go to a club, go to a bar. That's the, if you want, if you just want to have a casual fuck, that's where you meet them. You know, where, where are you meeting these women? You know, they selling Bibles on a Sunday outside of church. What are you doing? What are you meeting these girls at SeaWorld where they just want to, you know, see what, uh, how a, a, a shark swims in the water or, you know, what, how, how the whales communicate with each other. Like where are you? It's, it's all about time and place, brother. You know what I mean? 
but I don't want to play with your emotions, so I usually shut it down or act stupid. Okay, all right, you, you, you don't want to hurt other people, you shut it down. Okay, so you're a good guy, you're not, you're, you sound like a good guy, you know, you're just horny and you just want to, you know, make sweet love, so, um, or, you know, like, you, you, you're honest, you just got to be honest, this is, this is my first point, just be honest, being like, listen, if that's, if you don't want that, I respect what you want, I respect your decision, we should just end it here, and that's great, you walk away, you, you know how much time you just saved, it's alright, and yeah, not everyone's gonna, you know, like what you have to say, but who gives a fuck, even when I'm, excuse me, even when I'm honest about my intention, no intentions, no one listens to me and still tries to force a relationship on me. Okay. Dude, listen. I'm saying this because uh, you kind of need to hear this. And I don't know if any of your friends have told you this yet, but no one's forcing anything on you. All right? No one's forcing shit on you. What do you mean no one listens to you? Do you communicate what you want properly? You say you do, but... What do you mean no one listens to you? This is the thing. Like, know your boundaries. And if someone's continuously crossing your boundaries, then just walk away. Be like, no, alright, sorry. No one's forcing anything on you, dude. No one's forcing anything on you. You're fine. You know? I may be horny, but I still don't want to hurt anyone in the process. Uh, gives me great anxiety. Okay. Um, whilst I think, you know, you should listen to all the other shit I just said before. I think the, this is the most important thing. Uh, Long-term relationships give you anxiety. Great anxiety, that is. You sound like... Uh, the, the idea of commitment scares you to another person, and don't get me wrong, commit. You know, being in a relationship is work and it is commitment, and you know it takes time, and you know it's it. That's a whole other conversation, which you know I'm too, oh, fucking spaced out to even get into. But you know, here I am, here I am acting like an absolute dickhead answering these questions. But you know, whatever. But um. You know, I, I if if it gives you great anxiety, uh, well, d do you have unresolved trauma that you maybe need to work on? Do you have you were you raised in a certain way? What was did something happen in your childhood? Are your parents still together? Like, you know, if it gives you like great anxiety, uh, I would probably suggest that you need to go to a counselor, maybe. Like a counsel, like a, and I know everyone says you need to go to therapy, you need to go to counseling. It is, you, you, you need to find the right counselor for you. Like someone who's not going to be like, let's just talk. Like you actually need someone who is going to talk to you about it, but then there's going to be a, uh, solutions afterwards, right? If you find a counselor like that, then buddy, I'm telling you, you, you will be way ahead of everyone else, all right? You will be so much more ahead. You need so you need to find someone who can you know talk to you emotionally about what you're going through. Ah, uh, you know someone who's honest with you, like honest in the sense of you know they'll tell you shit that you don't want to hear, and then they're gonna you know devise like how to properly deal with it, and you know what you know they're gonna give you practical solutions. All right, um, you know, dude, I'm I'm not I'm not afraid to admit that. Yeah, I go to counseling. I've been going to counseling for seven or eight years now. 
you know, and it's, I didn't go because I had like, oh, I've got, you know, problems and I've got anxiety and I've got depression. I don't mean to, you know, make fun of, you know, your anxiety that you claim to have, um, even though I kind of am and I'm sorry, I'm a dickhead, like I said before, but I, I've been doing it for like seven or eight years and I, I, I go because I think it's, it's just great. I need to blow my fucking nose. Uh, I, I do it because it's, it's super helpful and, you know, someone's there to talk to you about what's going on in life and where you're at emotionally. And if you do have problems, someone's there who you can talk to and who you can trust. Oh, sorry. That's probably really gross to everyone listening. Oh, fucking hell. My nose is itchy as fuck today. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would say you need to figure that out, man. I think you need to... I think before you get into a long-term relationship, because you meet someone who makes you want to have a long-term relationship. I'm telling you right fucking now. There is someone out there who's going to want to make you have one with them. So I think before you meet that person, in fact, I'd say maybe before you even date, I'd say you need to figure out the basics of that anxiety and you need to work on it. Uh, You know, because that can come from childhood, the relationship that you have with your parents, the way you were raised... Maybe someone broke your heart and you never really dealt with it properly. Uh, you know, so I think uh, if that's the conclusion that you're coming to, that you have this great anxiety, I would say you need to, um, you really need to work on that. You really need to take time for yourself and invest in that because if you don't, then that is going to fuck up your future relationships and that is going to contribute to, um, or you fail, you, you failed dating life, you know? So yeah, uh, that's, that's my answer. That's my answer. All right. Those, those are my answers, bro. You, you, you got this. All right. All right. Let's move on to the next question. I have been blackmailed. Oh fuck. This is a big one. <clears throat> This is a big one. I have been blackmailed by my ex with a graphic with graphic videos of me and my relationship has been ruined. I'm gonna say that again because I read that like I was Floyd Mayweather. Um, I have been blackmailed by my ex with graphic videos of me and my relationship has been ruined. Okay, I'm 27 and she's 24. <clears throat> All right, it's a good age difference. Three years apart. It's not bad. I like that. I've been in a situation for a few years where I'm being blackmailed by my ex with graphic videos of me. For the last few years, I'd felt forced to meet up with her and carry stuff out even though I had started a new relationship. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. What are the, what's the video, dude? That's my question. My... Me and my ex dated quite a few years ago and I was foolish enough to go along with stuff she wanted even though it was uncomfortable for, uncomfortable for me. What I didn't know at the time is she took some videos which are highly embarrassing of me. Well, okay. She's a huge piece of shit and this is a fucking horrible person who you've, uh, who you've been with. And... Uh, 27 a few years ago all right so you're in your early 20s you didn't really know what boundaries were you didn't really know how to say no uh to things so all right okay 
And look, I'm not giving you shit. I used to be like that. I look, bro. For for a fair while in my teen years into my early twenties, I never knew how to properly say no, and I was afraid of confrontation until I realized how important that stuff was to get what you wanted in life. So um, yeah, you um, but I I you know you need to go through this shit in order to realize that. So uh, yeah, but now that she's blackmailing you, I mean, fuck, dude. Yeah, she's a she's a cunt, and uh, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, DefCon One, people. We're going there. All right. With each time meeting up, she insisted to record, which meant the material and demands got worse every time. Recently, she was demanding to meet up with me again next month, and I decided to not give in to her demands, hoping my ex was bluffing and wouldn't follow through and share the videos of the abuse with my current girlfriend. The abuse. Jesus Christ, this is getting dark. Uh, I'd been scared of this all along, so I was seriously considering meeting up with her and going through a few hours of misery and torture to avoid me and my girlfriend being split up. Okay. Bro, you really need to learn to say no. And you really... I don't know what's in the videos. I don't know what... I have no idea. Like, you say abuse. So, did, did you get physical or some sh I don't know, man. This is, this is way above my pay grade. This is way, okay, all right. I love how there's just questions that like, I have no idea how to fucking answer them and I just have to make shit up on the spot. So uh, I apologize for that. Apologize to the guy who's, who's going through hell and I don't know how to help him. But you know, you came here for a reason. So here we are. However... It turns out that's exactly what happened. I messaged my ex. I wouldn't be able to meet up with her next month. And that if she came to where I live, I wouldn't let her in again. Okay, great. You knew how to say no. I apologize for giving you shit before. Uh, two days ago, my current girlfriend received a video of me being sat, farted on, at worst, which the ex took early when I had already started seeing the current. Wait, hang on. Two days ago, my girl, my current girlfriend received a video of me being sat on and farted on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh at that. I'm, oh my god. I shouldn't laugh at that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for laughing, but... <laughs> okay, alright. I should probably cut this part out of me laughing that he got farted on, but um, that's that's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get it. You're humiliated by the shit. I shouldn't laugh at it, but yeah, bro, you really got to learn to say no. Let me just give you some pink eye. Um, I ate a Big Mac. I really want to let it out of my ass. Uh, okay. Okay, so she has a video... Of her farting on you and she sent it to your girlfriend. <laughs> Alright. Okay. She was extremely disturbed and upset. And as much as I tried to explain the context that I was doing these actions out of being blackmailed. Is there any hope sorting this out with her? And also some other avenue than the police who have been very helpful in this matter. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. TLDR, 
Uh, ex black blackmailed me for three years to meet up with her using old videos of me fulfilling my ex's fantasy, which I'm not at all into. I decided to not give in anymore and refuse to do any more for my ex and meet up. But as promised by the ex, the videos of her grinding and farting on my face were sent to my current, and she basically broke up with me without hearing my explanation. Jesus. I was in contact with police prior to the most recent update, and they were reluctant to act at all on it. Seems to not be taken seriously here. Jesus. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, let's cut this shit. This is, this is what we do. I'm not going to get into the psychology of like, you need to learn to say no or just do what's right for you. Fuck all that. This is what you're going to do. All right? This, this bitch, she's crossed the line. She's not even crossed the line. She's, you know, done a goddamn somersault and leaped a hundred yards beyond that fucking line. Okay? She wants, if that's the action she wants to take, all right. You go scorched earth on this bitch, all right? Nah, this is this is this is absolutely ridiculous. She's trying to ruin your life, so you got to take care of this. So this is what you do, all right? This is what you do. Do you have anything fucked up about her? Like, do you have like like something like some opinion she might have? Oh, Jesus, I am really going dark here. This is bad, but I'm, I. Desperate times. Desperate times. All right? God. Okay, I'm probably going to get myself in a lot of legal trouble if I advise you on this. But fuck it. All right. This is what you do. You meet up with your ex. In fact, you don't wait for her to contact her, contact you. You contact her and you say, hey, let's meet up. Let's meet up. You know what? I, I'm starting to feel something. You lead her on a little bit, right? Later on a little bit, and you meet up with her. And what you're going to do is, is that you're going to get your phone, and you're going to secretly record the conversation, right? You're going to secretly record the conversation. And uh, you're going to meet up with her, and, you know, you just start saying shit like, you know, I've been thinking. I've been feeling a certain way, and, uh, you know... What if we tried things again? What if we tried things again? You know, because clearly we're nearly reaching our 30s and, uh, you know, I'm reaching my 30s and uh, I, I, I realized that uh, the girl that I was just with wasn't for me and you're in. And she's like, oh my God, it's good. It's so great. And then you get it a lead, you lead her on. You, get, you, you just, you know, make the promise that you're going to be together. And then you got to tell her, right? You tell her this. You say, but, you know, I want your trust and I want to be with you. So, you know, you got to stop fucking blackmailing me with these tapes. you got to stop blackmailing me with these videos. And if we're together, no more videotaping, none of that, right? You set up a list of what you want. You get her to admit that she was blackmailing you and that she's a fucking psycho, right? And then, you know, you, you, you go home, you do whatever... You get her to give you know you get her to give you one last blowjob or whatever the fuck, and then you walk out the door. You and then you know you leave, and then you see her again. And she goes like, "So sweetie, what do you want to do today? Do you want to go to the zoo? What do you want to do?" And then you pull her aside and you say, "Listen, bitch, you're gonna cut this shit out, all right? I have recording of you admitting to blackmailing me, all right? And you know what? If you want to release that shit in the wild, I fucking dare you because I've got shit on you too, all right?" 
Back the fuck off. Stay away from me or I'm getting a restraining order on your dumb ass, all right? Do you want everyone to know that you're a psycho? Do you want everyone to know that you're a complete fucking wacko? Go ahead. Do it because I've got shit on you too, all right? That's probably really terrible advice and you probably shouldn't listen to it, all right? I'm the worst one. I just... My point is, is that, you know, you need to just... Sometimes ah, liberal thought is necessary. Then other times you just got to go, you know what? Boundaries have been crossed. Lines have been crossed. It's time to really take this bitch out. All right? And that's what you got to do. So, um, you know, you could just... I, I have no idea how to answer this fucking question, dude. It's really hard. I pro- That's probably the worst advice I've ever given. But, you know... Just have her by the balls as well, because she's got you by the balls. That's all I'm saying, you know? And cut this... The main point is just cut this cunt out of your life, all right? Get rid of her. Stop doing what she wants, all right? She has a few... What? She farted on you? Great. You've got a record... You, you can get a recording of her admitting what a fucking psycho she was. In fact, don't just get her to admit that she was a psycho. Get her to admit to all the fucked up shit that she did. You didn't need to say to her being like, all right, you want to go to hell? You're coming with me. Sorry, I said that wrong. You want me to go to hell? You're coming down with me. That's what you got to say. I go down, you go down. All right? It's easy. And then you you know what you do once you've got, once she gives in, which they're, all right, fine, or I'll delete the shit of me. Then you say, delete your shit first, and then I'll delete mine. Get it to fucking delete it. Don't get, see her do it in real time, and then you fucking delete your shit or whatever. All right? And then you cut her off, you change your number, you, you move out of where you're living, make, you, you change your social media accounts, block her across the fucking board, and then just get out of there, alright? Stop talking to her, alright? And learn to say fucking no, okay? I know this is stressing you out, but you, you, dude, you, you don't know how to say no, alright? Fuck her, okay? I don't care how well she can blow you, I don't care how well she tickles your balls, I don't give a fuck, alright? Get out of it. God, that was probably one of the worst pieces of advice I've ever given, but, you know, oh, God, that was a fucking bummer, that, that, that entire piece of advice, you know, God, anyway, this has been going on for an hour, it's time to head off, it's time to get out, it was a pleasure talking to you, I love your company as always, thank you very much for listening, Much love, nothing but love. Anyway, all right, I'm going to stop blabbering on and I'm going to fuck off. All right, so take care of yourselves. Have fun out there. Don't do anything I wouldn't do and I'll catch you next week. Much love to you. Send you questions and uh, yeah, I'll uh, catch you on the flip side. Loving you and leaving you. All right, bye.